νομίζω κάνει φοβερή δουλειά στην κοινωνία. Είναι ένα τάξι. 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 Είναι She say you I cry because you are here today. Edo, welcome to another very special edition of the No Chop Des podcast. See, we come with big dick energy, don't we, Ray Roy? We've got two guests, Ray Gumbareth. Go! Do you want to introduce our lovely guests? Go on, big man. Hi, Jebumenan. Today on the pod, we've got two guests like Stelsis, as you can see at the bottom of your screens, Odysseus Odysseus and Gabo Gorolovsky. So, uh, welcome, guys, to our show. Thank you very much uh, for accepting our invitation to come on. Uh, two players who played at similar times at, at the club. And uh, as we know, they're friends as well. So, even though, you know, be be before we started recording, they had a bit of a back and forth. So, I don't know how nice it's going to be. I think they're going to be making fun of each other. Double trouble, <laughs> mate. Double trouble. Double trouble. Double trouble. But, yeah. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for, for coming, jumping on. I hope you enjoy the, the pod with us. Definitely. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invitation, guys. Yeah. So, how are you doing? Let's start with, uh, with Odysseus first, if you don't mind, Gabor. Uh, you know, I'm just right. to... Actually, I should be the one because I am a foreigner. I'm in my country, whatever. You can meet Odysseus anytime, but... Εγώ δεν έχω την ενέργεια στο πώ το καλεί, δεν το θεωρεί καλά. Ναι, ναι. Είναι σημαντικό. Είναι And you can and you can see the comparison. <laughs> wait, wait, I also see that it's orange. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say something, but it's a, it's a it's a natural thing. I I hope so. I don't want to you can say, say something. You can say whatever you want. Gamnesel, Gamnesel. It's not orange. It's not orange. 
You know what? You know what? There is orange in the house, so give me a second. <laughs> Where they invite you to the program and you come with an orange color shirt? No, seriously, this is, this is by fact, it's an orange, all right? I just put it yesterday. So, if anybody who is listening, watching this show, I welcome them. Say that these two colors are the same. I close the laptop and I'm going to watch Netflix now. <laughs> yeah, but I told you, Roy's colorblind. These two are the same purple. color. These two are the same color. Seriously. What color is this? We're showing everyone our oranges now because, you know. It's red. That's red. Is this the same as what you're wearing? Yes. The any color has many, many, many. Shades, okay. I, I can take that. Variations of color. Orange. You cannot argue the fact, but this is an orange. This is an orange. So no, no, no other thing has much exact color than that. But if, you, if you're talking about an orange, this is an orange. So this, is, this, is, this color is orange. If you're telling me this is the same color. Until, and... the, end of, until the end of the podcast, we will find the color. Don't worry. <laughs> you tell me at this because you are my friend at Gabormu. This is not orange, but you're not. Okay, no, I know you so many years. Uh, I'm sure until the until the end of the podcast, uh, we will agree. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, uh, Odysseus, uh, tell us a little bit about um, what you what you are doing now. I know you were the Academy of Omonia for many years, and uh, you moved to Aris Academy, if I'm not mistaken, last season. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about so your time at Omonia before your move to Aris and how it happened? Uh, you mean the time when I was in the academy as a coach? Yes, let's talk, talk about the academy now, and then we can talk uh, about your time at the club where, when we will discuss with Gabor as well. Okay. Uh, so after when I got married, I moved to Limassol. I came, uh, I was living here, and I started coaching at the academies uh, here in Limassol. I was here for uh, about uh, six years. I, then I went for the next two years in, in uh, the teams of uh, U14 and U15 in Ammonia. I stayed there for two years. Uh, it was a very nice uh, uh, time there. I met... Experience, uh, what you're looking for. I met uh, with uh, many people. I enjoy my time there. I believe I learn a lot. And last year, I made the decision that I wanted to uh, do something new. So I left the Academy of Ammonia and I moved to Limassol. I came here and I'm, now I'm coach of Aris in the second team, under 19. Okay, and uh, how did the, how do you compare the two academies, and uh, what was the the challenge that made you you wanted a change of uh, of challenge? Uh, you know, because you were Ammonia for so many years, and you said that you decided to go to Aris. Uh, what what was the reason behind it? You know, because obviously to to coach the team you supported growing up is is a dream for some people but you chose to to go to aris uh, what was the yes. reason was it a challenge for you exactly as yes. a challenge it was uh, i think uh, the main reason uh, when i was in ammonia i really enjoyed my time there because as you said when you have when you play for this team also 
is different yeah. when you coach and you feel the team uh, like it's uh, your team. Uh, but of course, when I was in Ammonia, uh, I used to play, and the only thing I used to think is the attacking phase of the game and nothing else. Because another thing I, we have to make clear and say is that the, the Academy of Ammonia, they are working in a high level, uh, I, I believe, and other academies, there is nothing to compare. Uh, there are a few things that other academies try to to do. Uh, of course, there are academies that they work on a professional uh, level, but not uh, as Omonia does. Uh, what I find is a challenge uh, in Aris Academy, and I like it a lot to work here, is that uh, I was no no more the favorite team when I was going to the games. I had to find a way how to defend and also how, how to find a way to attack. And that was for me the best uh, challenge and the best uh, nice uh, part of uh, coaching. And it was something that was very, very exciting. I enjoyed my season this year in Iris and I hope I can do something better in the next years. We wish you all the best. Uh, uh, because, you know, you said you were talking about coaching the academies. Uh, I wanted to ask Gabor as well, because uh, as far as I know, Gabor was uh, also uh, he's coaching at the moment currently, and he, he did quite well with Ferenc Varos. And uh, before he tells us about uh, him coaching Ferenc Varos, uh, you, you used to uh, coach the uh, futsal five-a-side teams, indoor indoor football. Uh, before you, when you earlier on in your career as a as a coach, and how did that help you? And how uh, do you compare these two? Do you think it's a completely different sport one to another? You know, and how how did it come up? And just uh, tell us a little bit about your time now at French Maros, and uh, who do you have as an assistant uh, coach with you there? Okay, uh, I will not remember the half of the question you asked, but I start to do. I I, I try to do it step by step. So I, that's because you're old and you forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because I'm yeah. So I like like six or seven years ago, uh, one of my best friends in Hungary. He's uh, he's been uh, doing a bit of, bit of futsal coaching, and he got connected with the federation, and he got some uh, Spanish friend. And because I speak Spanish, he asked me that if I want to be next to him, like uh, just to translate nothing, to do nothing else. And the guy came, they promoted him as a, they named him as, a, as the first uh, team, national team coach in futsal. And actually, when I was a, as a kid, 16, 17, 15, 14, I used to play futsal, not futsal, because it wasn't futsal then, it was called something else. I had some experience when, to playing five aside or six aside. And I spoke Spanish and I met the guy and the guy said, ah, well, brilliant, you, you speak the... The terminology also in, in his course because it's one thing that you speak one language another thing is you actually you know what the word is to press to, to to take the ball to build up to triangles whatever and i and i was next to him basically what i learned is is uh, more communication and taking the dressing room is not is not football because the two sports has nothing to do with each other the guy was from Barcelona, so I went to Barcelona Futsal Academy many times, and I and I even in Barcelona they say that this sport has nothing to do with football. Whoever starts to play futsal at age 12, 13, 10, they will never be a footballer. 
And whoever starts to play football in La Masia, in the academy in Barcelona, will never be a futsal player because the two sports has nothing to do with each other. It helps the, the kids until 12 or 13, until they play a football big size, the full size. It helps them to, technical ways, it does do something. But because it's four player, it's, the ball is totally different, the size is different, the surface is different, it's, it's, it's absolutely, uh, it's another sport altogether. And I was there for four years, <clears throat> four and a half years. We went to Euro, we, we did a lot of nice things. And what I learned is to how to take a team, how to talk with, to, to players. I am quite a dominant person and I, I was always loud and I always had my opinion. But it's different when you are loud, it's different when you are actually coaching players that they are 28 or 30 years old because they, you just, you, you, they can tell you a lot of things back and you have to control yourself. So I did that. In the meantime, I was also coaching in fourth division in Hungary. Uh, which is quite amateur actually, but I did that for four and a half years as well. No, for four years, sorry. Also that I, I did some learning for myself and then taking a dressing room and, and leading them and whatever. And then uh, for four years ago, again, four years ago, I went to University of Physical Education in Hungary and uh, <clears throat> my teacher the first year of football, obviously, my teacher the first year told me that, listen, I'm going to be the sports director in, in Ferencvaros. Do you want to come to work there to see how it goes? And I said, oh, why not? And he gave me under 12. And the first year I did under 12, then I did under 13. At the same time, I did also under 17 assistant coach. Then I did under 15. Then I did under 16. Last year I took under 17. And because he won the championship, not because we won the championship, but we won the championship two months ago. And I just got promoted and I got the second team of Ferenc Aros. And the last question is Leo. Leandro is my assistant coach and also he's playing in, the, in my team sometimes. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, my, that's my career uh, in a nutshell in the last four or five years. That's great. Yeah, Dabor, when you, when, you will write, when you will start writing your book, because yeah. it was a, a big career, are you ready to start writing your book or not? Regumbare, it was an exact and it was a punctual thing because they asked me everything and I asked, answered them very correctly and nicely. So there is no question uncovered. And we forgot to say congratulations for the because you won the championship. We forgot to say congratulations to you. Yes. You, 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 you forgot to say, you forgot. Actually, you, you also forget that last week when I was there, you went to Water Park. So that was planned. That's, that's what friends are for. So. But that's not the championship or the big thing. The big thing is that, as also Lusa mentioned, the very important thing is that a lot of players, and we might go there later on in the conversation, but a lot of players, they finish their career and the next day they become coach. And just like I did, and I think also Lusa did, we thought we know everything about football, everything. I mean everything. Every coach is stupid, Every everybody is idiot. We know much better. <laughs> And actually, as you go on your pathways and you go and as you learn a lot of things, you have uh, uh, education courses and I went to also university, I'm doing my master and I, I'm also teaching in a university uh, football for, uh, for first and two, uh, second years of uh, students. You will realize that you know nothing about football. You know nothing about football. As the deeper and the deeper you go into your, into your studies and then your learning, the more you know that, the less you know actually about football. Yes, you are right, but I don't know what happened in the other countries, but in Cyprus we know everything. 
<laughs> I know that. I know that. But uh, not because you are my best friend in Cyprus, but also because because it's because really I know how you think, and I think it's true. <clears throat> we have big play, big players. We have players in Hungary that they made amazing careers in England, in Germany, in Spain, and whatever. And they come back and they finish their career on Monday, and on Tuesday they they coach the first team, and in six months they are sucked. And they don't know why, and they don't understand anything, everything. And they say they think that they did everything good, everything well, everything was perfect. That the players are are idiots. No, the players are idiots. We also used to be idiots, that's for sure. The players are the bigger motherfuckers. They know everything. They try to find always the the short way and the, and everything. But as a coach, and that's why you need experience as a coach. You need to know that the players will find a way. The players will want to fuck you. The players will want to find how not to train, not to run, not to fight, and every everyone is to blame except them. But for that, you need to have experience as, as, as a coach. You need to know how to talk to one player, to another player, or talk to them, not to talk to them. And that's the experience what actually others say, and I'm also taking and doing. And let's hope that it will take us somewhere. You're talking about different age groups. Uh, I mean, you're not talking about teams who have, uh, you know, you're talking about under 14s, 15s, 17s, 16s. How, how, how different is that? And uh, how do you approach the training uh, methodology when you have to do with, uh, with kids this age? And the question goes for both of you. And because, you know, Odysseus obviously knows a little bit more about what's happening, you know, many others and attempt the last few years to export... Uh, kids from the academy. Uh, we had Nikos Karalambidis on the show who said that at any given moment the, the plan is to have 10 kids from the academy in the in the team, uh, training with the first team. And it gradually... At the same time, in the same team. Yeah, 10, 10 kids from the academy to train and that's, not, that's nec- not yeah, necessarily... Train, you mean to train? Uh, to train only and then to go back to their team. Um, okay, to, to, to train, but we were not far off because last year there were about there were there were games where we had like five, five six, six minimum. Three, yes, five six minimum. So we're not that okay. far off from, from the from that target. So mm-hmm. yeah, my question to both of you is how different it is when you want to train kids starting from the ages of 14, let's say, up until 19. How how different is it? And what's the approach uh, you you guys have? Maybe you can you you probably have discussed it between the two of you, but you know maybe you can have that discussion so everyone can hear. Uh, okay, uh, I think uh, actually there are a lot of things that uh, people can uh, can uh, can agree or disagree about this. Uh, I will say my opinion. Especially in this age, 14, 15, 16, uh, it's not the point that uh, you have to play to win, but uh, everybody wants to win. You have to win by playing with the correct and the right way. If you if you manage to make this, uh, then it's the best uh, thing. Uh, but of course, it's much more important to try to give to the kids to improve them uh, where they really uh, need to improve technical, mentally, uh, whatever is, the, is that. And so you have to prepare them to be ready when they will be uh, 17, 18 years old. Uh, because I believe that in this age, they are going to be, 
to be in charge, let's say, uh, they have to be ready on uh, that uh, specific uh, age. Whatever you win before or you don't win, I think is not so important. But another thing that I believe and I, will, I would like to say is that uh, usually in, uh, in the academies there are uh, rules. Of course, we have to follow the rules. We have to try to keep the, the boys in the correct direction, let's say. But we have to remember also to leave the kids uh, alone and create their own uh, uh, character and uh, personality. Because I, I believe that there are uh, young boys or players that they have a personality that uh, very, very soon is going to be much uh, bigger than their coach. So it's not always correct to stop them or to keep them into some uh, uh, lines, for example. I think the point is to help them to improve more and try to push their uh, self to, uh, to their uh, limits. Gabor? Odysseus says a lot of things. Whatever Odysseus says was right. Uh, I can say because that's what I did for the first three years uh, in the uni. I was studying it as a bachelor degree. I was um, uh, having the exams of to, um, between 12 and 19 years old of age. You have to know all. <clears throat> sorry, you have to know a lot of things when you are working with kids. You have to know their biology, their anatomy, their, the methodology, the technical way. Actually, the football is the education. Which that's what we are talking about. They educate them. It's about four things: it's technical, tactical, uh, mental, and physical. You have to know that the twelve-year-old boy will not do the same thing what the fifteen-year-old boy do, even if they look the same, they're, they're the same size. It it, it's, it it can be possible. You know that uh, I don't know how it's in Cyprus, but in Hungary, fourteen-year-old boys are going to play full size, eleven, ten, ten sides, ten v ten. I don't know how it's in Cyprus. Maybe it's that's one year earlier. Because it's the okay same. the same because we, we have just changed the rules actually now this uh, a few months ago. So the first year when you go to when you are there 13, 14 years old to to teach them how to play 10 against 10 because before they played eight against eight. I also did that eight against eight one year. It's a very big difference. You have to build them up. Then you just teach them the basics. You have to be patient because they don't have uh, strength to make a long ball. You don't ask for long balls. They don't have the physical. Uh, requirements to run up and down because they are 13 years old. They might be tall, they might be 170, 175, but their heart is still the, just like an orange, as we just saw an orange before. So it's it's you have to know the biology anatomy at some point because not everybody has a fitness coach. You have to know the basics that you don't kill or you don't destroy a 13, 14 years old boy. Then at 15, 16 day, you have to you have to build their techniques up. I think that's the most important thing, but because it cannot happen that an 18, 19 years old boy comes up to the first team or second team, at least, for example, in Ferenc Varos, which is like in Omonia. Actually, it's like Omonia in, 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 in Cyprus is the biggest club and the most successful club uh, uh, in, in the history of Hungarian football. And an 18 years old boy cannot play a long ball for 30, 30 meters or cannot control them or cannot head or cannot shoot or cannot con con uh, cross the ball. So it's basically technical, technical, yes, then mental as well, because you is the point is and the, and the target is not to win, but everybody wants to win. Everybody has somebody has to win the game. Also, when you lose a game, you lose some games. It's it's uh, it's for them an educational way how to take a winning game, how to take a losing game, how to take when you don't play. I don't know how it's in Cyprus. In Hungary, we have a lot of problems with parents. 
father, mother, they're calling the directors, they're calling the coach, why is not paying, why is not paying. In Ferencvaros, in two years ago, we closed the doors, nobody can get in, nobody can, there's nothing. Before that, they came and they, they called you Sunday at 10, 10 evening, 10 o'clock in the evening, can I just ask you something? No. Why would you ask? Are you going to the, also to the school when, the, when there is mathematics in the school and you ask the teacher why he, he is not getting a better grade? So that's a, that's a very, very complicated issue. But you have to know a lot of things when you are coaching these kids. And apart, uh, apart from 17 years old, you have to teach them to win games. You have to find your own tactic and you have to teach them that tactic. Formation 4-3-3-4-2-3-1-3-5-2-4-4, you name it. And the most, and that is one other thing which not not me mentioned so far, that you are working also in a club. And the club must have a philosophy. How to build up what, for example, in Ferenc Varos, it's not, it's not a secret. There is no way you can play in the first team. No way. No chance whatsoever. Almost none. Because we have like 20, a squad of 28 and 22 of them are foreigners. Of course, for, uh, Ferenc Varos played the European League last year. Two years ago, they played the Champions League. So it's almost impossible. But still, you have to have a philosophy like Barcelona, like Ajax, like whoever, what formation you play. Barcelona, play, for example, plays 4-3-3, and every age group plays 4-3-3. It doesn't matter you win championship or not, that's your philosophy. Omoni or Fretrosh has to have a philosophy. If Omoni's philosophy is to, to, or target, or to dream, is to make a team once, who is actually full of Cypriot players and comes from the academy, that's brilliant, that's fantastic. You might not win the championship with them at the beginning, probably not. <clears throat> That's not a problem. But then the under 19, 18, 17, 16, or whichever group has to weigh, has to play, has to work the same way. I think that's the most important thing. And that must have a head of a director who knows the football, who knows the football, how to teach, not to understand football, because that's one thing. Another thing is teaching the football. You know, one thing is to do, other thing is to teach. Other thing is to show. And uh, that's very complicated. I think I'm very happy. Uh, for four years, I've been, sorry for my language, busting my ass off and my everything off for working with kids, raining, uh, snowing. You take the balls, you take the, you take the, you take the, the, the everything. I mean, the cones, the, go the small goalposts you take with your car and you go back. The small kids are coming, it's freezing, it's everything. But you learn a lot about the process, how a player becomes a player, a bigger, a taller, uh, more serious. Uh, it's a very nice experience. <laughs> yes, you are making 500, 600 euros per month, so it's a bit annoying. But I think that's how you become a coach. No, you don't become a coach in one day because you finish your career and you got your pro license. That's how you become a coach. And that's a very important uh, process, I think. I've got a question for, for both of you. Um, well, said earlier, you mentioned you know, uh, coaching in Cyprus and, and the dynamic and how things have changed over the years. And Gabor, you, you touched on something that I wanted to, to bring up. That's the mental side of coaching. How do you, as coaches, protect the younger players? Because, Gabor, you mentioned studying, going to university, getting your master's and learning more about the game. But obviously, as football evolves, the world evolves as well. And we have social media. And we have more and more football agents becoming involved in younger players. So how do you how do you kind of evolve with the game? You mentioned the technical side, which obviously changes, but also the mental side. How do you protect the youngsters from parents, from agents who think, oh, you're the next Lionel Messi? How do you protect them from 
social media because as I've mentioned before on a podcast, you know, I had a bit of abuse from a, a young player um, for a video that I did, nothing malicious, but then I knew the, the academy director and I said to him, this is one of your players. Can you have a word with them? How do you teach them about these things and, and to become men, you know? Okay, it's a difficult uh, question, I, I think. But I, uh, I guess when you have a good uh, relationship with the, with the boys or the players, uh, you can be there. I think all the academies have their own uh, um, rules. They don't allow the parents to come closer to the coach or to the directors. Okay, sometimes it happens, but uh, at, at least in Omonia, where I was for so many years, or even now in uh, the Aris Academy, uh, I don't think that the parents can uh, can have uh, a, so much uh, control to call and try to... Uh, do let's say whatever they want, or they ask for a, a better time or whatever. Uh, okay, the kids uh, they have to try, <clears throat> they have to work hard, and I think, as I said, if you have a good relation uh, with, with them, uh, you have to speak. You have to give them the the power to dream. They, you have to give them the power to to do their best. Uh, but they, you have to also prepare them uh, that uh, football is not a uh, is not a uh, life, and they are not going to make it. Everybody to become uh, players, so they have to That's be ready. And yes, they have to be ready for for the case that they are not going to make it. And uh, most of the boys, this is going to happen. Uh, only a few are going to be uh, professional football players. So it's important also to speak, to remind them this, because it's very, very important. And uh, another thing I was, I was uh, reading one, uh, uh, something that UEFA uh, uh, came up, I think, a few years before, that most of the players that they finish their career, uh, they have uh, problems with uh, depression, uh, financial problems, uh, or whatever. So... Uh, as I said before, football is not the... Even if you make it to become a football player or you sign a contract, that doesn't say a lot. Because the, the, the easy thing is to go there and keep yourself there, to stay for many years or to make a career that the, the career that you want or somebody to remember you or to make a good money. So the important thing is to learn how to make it uh, alone by yourself uh, without uh, expecting from the others or without uh, football, I can say. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting and a very important and a very difficult question actually that you raised. Uh, a few, a couple of uh, marks. First of all, I, I think, and that's the most important thing. I was very, very lucky because my director was a teacher in university and he was also an instructor in UEFA Pro. So basically he knows everything about football, everything about game and everything about how to educate kids, how to, how to approach and how to keep kids. That's very important that the club has to have the knowledge and has to put a, a, a person who knows everything about education. He might not have been a fantastic player. He might never played first division. Our uh, director right now never played football uh, second uh, more than a third division but he knows everything about 
11, 10, 9, and 19 years old kids, everything, social life, uh, mentality, whatever he's teaching. So first of all, a club has to have somebody who is controlling all the things. First, second of all, uh, all the assets very, very good. You have to have, a, have to have a good relationship. When you are under 13, 14 years old boys coach, you're not a coach, you are a father. You are, you are an educator, you are a father, you are a mentor, you are a brother. You're also their enemy sometimes or many times when they are shouting, when you are shouting at them and you're telling them what to do and what not to do. And uh, actually, I'm telling them many times what not to do in a very nice way, not in a very nice way, but that's how it is. Uh, but they understand that they, the kids, they know if you if you shouting at them or you're telling them or you're coaching or directing them or ordering them, but that they know that you are there for them. You are helping them. You have heart. And not only you arrive the, the training camp, you do your training, and then you go home, and you're not teachable for the rest of the day, then it's then, then not going to happen. Listen, two year, last year, one of my kids were struggling in school, actually with English. And as, an, as a coach of under 17 in Ferenc Varos, I studied them. I was teaching him how to pass English exams. So... It's, I shouldn't have done that. I'm a coach. I did my four against two, five against three, game, some running, five guys, I'm going home. I did my part. No, that's not how it is. With kids, it's absolutely different when you're doing with them, <clears throat> with the others. What you mentioned, social media and everything, it's very difficult. It's very difficult because you, <clears throat> sorry, because when I was young, when Odyssey I was young, our uh, dream was to play football. Odyssey's dream was to play in Ammonia. My dream was to play in the national team of Hungary. Today's kids' uh, dream is not to play football. Today's kids' dream is to be in TikTok, to be on Facebook, to have a nice tattoo, to have a nice car, <clears throat> to score a goal and make money. I never wanted to make money. I, I mean, when I was young, later on, definitely I wanted. And the whole, the whole issue you have to change in kids' head, that's, that's how it is. Even, and also I said, even if you become a football player, you are not going to make millions. A few will make millions. And even if you make millions, many millions we saw in the, uh, in the last few years, but they went bankrupt. So that's not an issue. You have to educate them. The last thing I would say about this issue, <clears throat> our director has the, an assembly every year, beginning of the year in the summer with parents. And what, what he's telling them, uh, I'm trying to translate uh, word by word, he's telling them, if you are coming with us and you're doing your way with us, actually our way with you, with you, then one thing we can promise you that we make your, your, your child a, value, a valuable player for the market. Now, we don't know what the market is going to be in a few years, but our player, your son, is going to be a first division player, second or third. But we're going to give him some value. He will know his own values. He will, not know, he will know if he's fast or, or slow, strong or weak, tall or, or, or short, whatever, but we have to give him a, a, a correct self-esteem. A correct self-esteem that I'm not going to be Messi, I'm not going to be Ronaldo, I'm going to be somebody, but that's the most important thing because nowadays with managers, with agents, with directors, you score two goals in one game and you think Chelsea will sign you. It's very, very difficult. It's very difficult. 100%. And, and as a coach, your role is even more difficult given the lack of... I'd say opportunities around. If you're a footballer, you know, you're in a squad of 22 to 24 players. When you leave, you can go to another club with 22 to 24 players. With coaching, it's completely different, isn't it? And the one thing I've learned in the game, it's, it's almost as if it's not what you know, it's who you know. 
You know, there are so many coaches out there with their UEFA Pro licenses and so much experience, but yet they can't seem to find the, the role that they want because possibly because of politics or whatever. But it's almost as if if you're out of the game for a certain period of time, it's almost as if you become forgotten. Yeah, am I right in making that yeah, but, assumption? Yeah, 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 but you know that you know what that's that's happening in Hungary. I'm pretty sure it's happening in Cyprus, or maybe I know that it's happening in Cyprus. In the UK, but I'm sure it's happening. happening for sure. Exactly, it's it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. You know who you know. That person might help you. <clears throat> you know what? I don't mind that people get chances and opportunities because they know somebody. What I do mind, and I do mind also in my country, I don't get opportunities. I did get, and I actually. I showed something. That's what I am. That's what I am now. That's why. But I, what I do mind is one guy is getting opportunity because he knows somebody. He fails, and then he gets another opportunity. Then, then again he fails, and then again he gets an opportunity. No, everybody, it's not like that. It's like you're building a house. If you're building a house and the house will collapse, you will never build the house again because you're not a builder. You're a destroyer. If you're a coach and if you destroy players and if you destroy a team. Now, uh, keep an eye on the results because many times happens, you all know that, that you might be a good coach. You might coach the team very well. You just miss something and you are not getting the results and they suck you. That's another thing. That also happens. That's not fair, but that's how the game is in a high level I'm talking about. But when you get opportunities and you, and you don't treat them well, you, or you don't treat them correctly, because I don't know what well is. Uh, well is not well. You're, you don't treat them correct. Or you win championship, but you're an asshole. I had coaches that they were successful and they were assholes. And I had coaches that they were very nice, very good coaches. They didn't get the, the, the results and they sucked them. I don't mind if they get opportunities, but, you know, see them, uh, control them, analyze them. And if their work is correct and good, let them go. If their work is shit, suck them and forget them because we are many of us, Odysseus, and I'm sure many other people also in Cyprus, we want to work, we want to learn, we are dedicated, we are, <clears throat> we are humble, we want, to, we want to show what we know. We know something uh, about, about the game all over. I'm not about, only about tactics, but all over the game. And they have to give us some other opportunity and let's see how we, how we can... How we can uh, how we can uh, prove ourselves. I've got one more question before I hand it back to Roy. Um, you mentioned coaches and certain ones have got certain characteristics, etc., etc. If you talk about your careers, either playing or coaching, uh, is there a specific coach that stands out for you that you believe you learned from the mm -hmm. most, not just on the field, but also off it as well? What is that? It Say that again, sorry, because I didn't understand exactly the question. So, were there any probonides that you either worked with or were coached by? that you felt that you learned from them as a, from a not just coaching but also me mentally as well. Okay, look, uh, yes, I understand uh, correct. Uh, for me, with any person that you cooperate as a coach or as a player, I believe that there is some uh, something to learn. Um, for example, in Ammonia, we had uh, some uh, excellent uh, persons to uh, cooperate with them. It was, uh, uh, for example, now it's uh, Haris Nicolaou, it's Andreas Mijodis there. Before it was Vasilis uh, Midas, the technical director. And before it was the... Um, uh, I tried to... Uh, 
I forgot his name, the Danish uh, coach we used to have there from Denmark, but I forgot his name. Uh, anyway, Jesper. He... Is it Jesper? No. Jesper, Jesper, yes. Uh, Jesper, yes. Jesper. Uh, he mm. was also an amazing guy, and I, I believe that I learned a lot for, from him. And, you know, these persons, when they talk, when they speak about football, is whatever, for example, before Gabor said that in the when you go for education or whatever, uh, you speak with them, and there are so many things that you can uh, you can learn, you can uh, take from them, and have as an example that there are persons that uh, you have to keep them in your life as an example. Uh, okay, for football, what we what we used to do before, what we what we can uh, remember from the coaches that we had, I. I can say that the coaches that we used to have uh, then, 20 years before, they have nothing to do, for example, now, how is football now? It changed many, many things, almost everything. If I, The only thing that I can say is uh, the same is, for example, if somebody could give you a good uh, psychology to go to the game. But uh, now uh, football has changed a lot. I think Gabor... Uh, agree with this also i'm not sure but i think it's no i am <clears throat> I, I am i am definitely i am i'm not is not i'm not uh, as nice as others say us because i i i don't remember i don't have very nice uh, memories of my coaches almost any of them who were coaching me because because or they loved me but they don't have nothing to do with football or they didn't love me so that's that sorted the things out <clears throat> didn't like me because of my character or because of anything uh but that's for sure that's that's correct that ev from everybody from everybody you have you want to learn and you can learn one thing one thing football coaching is like a lot of other things in life it's about talent or you have some talent as a coach or you don't i don't think that guardiola is the is the is the best coach uh, in in the world in terms of working the most uh, I don't know, talking with players or... No, 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 he's not. I'm sure that Odessa is working a lot. I am and 5,000 other coaches working even more than Guardiola. But he knows something about football that other don't. And Klopp and Pochettino and Simeone and Ancelotti and you name it, whoever is talent. You have a talent as a player. Odessa also saw football when, when he was a player some way. And he, he, he felt like he could do something. And we take one thing from, a, from one coach, another thing from another coach. I, I, used, to learn, I used to read uh, basketball coaches' books and volleyball uh, coaches' books. It has nothing to do with football. But how they manage a group, how they manage a dressing room, how, what they say in halftime, what they don't say in halftime. <clears throat> video. When you, when you analyze and you show the players the video of a, of a certain game, how you start? You start with the positive things, you start with the negative things. Some will say that you don't start with the negative, then you start with the positive. Some, they say the other way. <clears throat> Whatever you do, it's your talent and you have to learn one thing uh, from everybody. Memories I don't, I don't have, so I, don't, I wouldn't really want to have to say names. Uh, there were some good coaches. There were some really bad coaches that I worked with. That they had, they they knew nothing about football and and, and uh, less managing a group. But what I was saying, that's the most important thing. The football has changed over the last twenty years. And you know what's the most important thing, guys? What I really believe. 
I am lucky now because I'm in Ferenc Varos, the best club and the biggest club in, in, in Hungary. I have three assistant coaches, two, Leo and another, and another one. I have a video analyst, I have a, a fitness coach, I have a, a goalkeeper coach, I have another analyst, and they are, they are uh, helping me. What I need to know as, as a coach, when I become a coach, and that's, I think, uh, what the European coaches are much better than us, let's say Hungarians, they know one aspect of the game. The rest, they have no clue. If I know about, for example, tactics, and I know how to play 4-3-3, I have to be a master of 4-3-3, but I might, I might have no clue about conditional things, how physically what to do with the team, or mentally, or, uh, or, or technically. I have a technical trainer who is doing 30 minutes every day. I have a psychologist who is talking with the team every day. 24-7. The biggest problem that we have 20 years ago is that one coach thought he knew everything. And he wanted to be a coach in everything. And they had no clue. And they had no clue. I know that I have no idea. I, 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 I did my bust, my bachelor, so trust me. Uh, anatomy I did two years and I, I did metallurgy three years. So I know a lot more than UEFA uh, licensed guys because they only learn six months or six weeks in a certain course. I did that for three years. Books like like doctor did, like doctor does in, in in medical school. So I know a lot more than that. But even even I don't know a lot of things. I know certain aspects, and I have to talk to my when I actually when I change during the game, I ask all of my coaches, three of them, who to change, what to do. Tell me your opinion. Twenty years ago, there was nothing like that. One coach was the coach. He knew everything. He was the head of the squad, head of the staff. He decided. And man, let me tell you. There was some lack of uh, knowledge there, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, you're not talking about Bobby Davidson or Craig Short, are you, by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <clears throat> no, to, no, no comment. No comment. <laughs> I shocked you there with my knowledge, eh? <laughs> no, 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 not that, not that, but, but let's just say one uh, almost, uh, uh, almost uh, exact example. Uh, as a personal personal example, I used to love training. Others I might can confirm that I used to love and run and fight and everything. But I also used to go out at night and I used not to drink, but I used to eat everything which was on the menu. Everything. And you know very well that CPO food is doing your best when you're a, when you're a sportsman. And uh, there was a coach who, who, who told me that Gabor is fat. Now, I'm a, I'm a coach for four years. Now, guys, if I have a fat player, that's not a, that's not a player's fault. That's my fault. What kind of training I'm doing? And, and that guy is running. He's doing his job and he's doing my training. Now, if, I, if I'm doing my training and the, and the player is fat, I mean fat, one kilo or two. No, don't think that I was uh, five, five kilos overweight. But how is that? And he, he went to the press in Cyprus and he said that Gabriel is a good player, but he's fat. I was so up, I was so angry, and I said, "Listen, I'm doing your training. If you think your training is not good enough for me, do more, train more." Because I was not lazy. I used to love to train, and obviously I might confirm that I love training. Actually, I love training more than <clears throat> playing games. He said, yeah, "He's fat." I was never late. I was never last in the running. I, I, I used to love. I with Kayafas, I I fought so much during the training, so much. 
it's it's unbelievable. And during the games, we spot each other, we shout. Okay, it was not difficult with Kayafas to do that. But this anyway, is what I was we were. To say now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kayafas was fighting with, with everybody, but <clears throat> maybe when I was there, he was fighting with me more. But he was fighting with me because I also wanted to win in my way. And the coach is coming and saying that he's fat. When in, in, in Cyprus, when the heat is 45 degrees in the I shade. I remember that. Did this happen when you were in Ammonia? Yes. But actually, I left Ammonia. Ah, when you left. Okay. So, it's one example. I, I got one player now in France, the second team. And they told me that that striker, is, is, he was fat last year. I, I told him yesterday, yeah, come here. I told him, listen, you are very talented. I will work with you. I will, I will do everything with you. You have to play in first division next year. But you do what I, what I say, or you're going to be out as soon as you actually open your eyes. You understand that? Yes. You're okay with that? Okay. You want that? Yes. Okay, coach. Okay. Mr. Tankerich, bye. He never did that. He, he was putting me on the bench. Obviously, I might know who, who was that guy. He was putting me on the bench, and he said, Gabor is fat. And Gabor was not lazy. Even people in Omonia were saying that Gabor actually was always fighting. So this is one aspect of the of the coach that he was he was not able to communicate or take. He was not a good psychologist. He couldn't he couldn't take one player and talk to him and and and, and uh, I don't know motivate him or or talk to him nicely, talk to him correctly. That's what he said to the press, not to me. Never. He never told me that. He told to the press when I left Omonia. It's just one example that, and mind and, and and mind you, actually with that coach I met six months or one year later, and and I, we hugged each other because we had a nice relationship. But you know what? That's uh, that's not proper coaching. Let's just say. So uh, it's a it's a good opportunity. Don't coach. feel bad. It happens. We move on. Yeah, it does. Uh, actually, we've been talking. Um, close to 50 minutes about uh, academies and all of that, but it was really interesting. I think uh, we, we we normally don't have like an agenda or like a, we're not programming uh, what we're going to ask on the show, but uh, definitely we wanted to talk about the time at Omonia and uh, Gabor touched mm. the surface of it by saying uh, some stories with Kayafas in training, how competitive you you were and. Uh, uh, I'd well, like well, to well, ask. There's a, there's, a, there's a comment here. Eh? I don't know if you saw it. Where is it? Um... I didn't. <laughs> we lost the title. <laughs> okay, so yeah. there's this guy that says, "Ask Gabor if he remembers a guy when we lost the championship in Paralimni, Stogasi B one one." Not yeah, yeah. Then you that. tapped his shoulder and you said it's gonna be okay. And do you remember that thing, that game with Paralimbi and Rasipi one? No, I, 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 you know what I remember. I remember that I still have nightmares of of, of that game <laughs> because we. No, seriously, seriously, it was the, the 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 not the last game, but the two games before the not one game before the last because the last game we had. No, I'm I'm lying. Last game was Paphos. The one before was Apoel, and the one before was Paralimni. And if we win against Paralimni in RCB, we are one point ahead of Apoel. We win Apoel, Paphos is deal, uh, uh, deal done. And we drew against Paralimni. We were not given three penalties, seriously, three penalties. The status uh, did the uh, fantastic things and we were not given. I don't know who the referee, referee was. I remember that, uh, that game. That was my first year. That was 2004, 2003, 2004. 
I don't remember that exact situation what happened. I'm happy that he does. Uh, it's really, it's a really nice comment. But I remember that game very, very, very vividly actually. Although it was 20 years ago, 18 years ago. How how did uh, the move to Ammonia come about? Because uh, we knew that. Uh, I remember reading <clears throat> the paper back then, because obviously the wasn't the, the internet so much, and the, but you you were you reached a point where you were training with Real Madrid B team before you signed that Ammonia, and, and I remember saying, "Wow, you know, we're going to get a player from Real Madrid B." and uh, you know how how did you go from from there to coming to Ammonia and uh, how was the approach? I mean, who approached you? Was there a, uh, an agent behind the move? How how did it happen? Actually, that's not that it happened. It, in, in, in 1999, 2000, I was a player of Real Madrid B, and I went on loan. I went to Toledo, a second division team in Spain, but I was a player of Real Madrid B. Was Real Madrid? Was it Luis Garcia there? Was Luis Garcia uh, in, uh, in Toledo? I play with him yeah. in Toledo. In Toledo, I play with him. Yeah, and, with and Cassias, also with Unai Emery. And also, I played. Yes, yes, and in Toledo, I also played with Unai Emery, who is the coach of Villarreal. We we used to have a very good relationship. Even now, we talk every now and then on the phone. I mean, messages. But <laughs> so yeah, it was in 2000, and, and uh, I came back from Spain because it was. I have to be honest. I was not up to that limit, up to that level. Sorry, I wasn't really. Uh, and guys, that's Spain. That's that's the best league in the world, at least for me. And even then, it was uh, actually probably more. And yeah, I came back to Hungary. You guys, you understand? Yeah, yeah but I'm, I, you see, I'm honest. You, you never said that. You know what? Yeah. I played in Ammonia five games. I, you know, I, I was not good enough. I just said I was not good enough. At least I was honest. <clears throat> and I and I came back to Hungary. And I played in Uipest, another big club in in Hungary. We won cup and super cup, whatever. But I was. Since I was abroad one, one year, I, I thought that that's my way, I want to leave. And then a, an agent uh, approached me and he said, you know what, there was an ortho this and uh, an ammonia. And believe it or not, it's 20 years past, so I can, uh, I can uh, tell this story no problem, without any problem. That an ortho this came to Budapest to watch one of our games, one of my games, uh, two or three weeks or one month before I signed ammonia, and Tassos. And uh, who was the who was the coach in Anorthosis? Obviously, I helped me. Mihailidis. Mihailidis was the coach in Anorthosis then, and Tassos, his goalkeeper coach. Yes. Tassos has a has a contract in his in his bag, and he asked me, if, Gabor, if I bring down the contract now, we were in a lobby in, in one hotel. Will you sign this contract with us? And I don't know how. I said no. Because I, I had the ticket to come to, to Nicosia to, to see how Ammonia goes in a few weeks. And my agent looked at me and he said, are, are, are you crazy? We have a contract here. You can sign this now. Three years, good money. I said, yeah, I don't know that. But I want to see this uh, Ammonia thing in, in, in Cyprus. How is that? Now, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that my, you might be uh, a bit younger than I am. 2003, 2004, and all this almost went bankrupt. They didn't pay their players for six months. And I came to Nicosia. I went to Serafim's office. He was the, uh, the president then. And we spent like 12 hours in the office and we signed the contract. But uh, I almost went to an orthosis, actually. But I didn't. I think you're 42 years old, so we're the same age. 79, and then. Ah, okay, all right. You, you don't look like, you don't look like, that's right. It's it's the it's the light eye cream I put. It's the deep, deep hydration. 
And the internet, and the internet. Yeah. And the internet. He rubs yeah. oranges on his face before he goes to bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Red, red oranges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, so that was an interesting story. As you are the same, this academy is pretty sustainable. Um, okay, first of all, I have a problem with my with my computer. I cannot see you, but I hope you can hear me very well. Yes, we so, can hear you and we can see you. That's okay. Uh, yes, I started from Ammonia from the age of uh, 12 years old. I was training with them. I I remember uh, the time that I I went to the academies. I had a very, very good time. I, I had some coaches there, uh, for example... Chicos, Patikis, Mavris, and the the nice thing uh, of this it was uh, it was not allowed to lose a single game. I remember sometimes when we lose a game, they were come to the dressing room, uh, shouting, uh, screaming, and okay, you start learning from the very young age that the pneumonia is not allowed to lose games. Okay, nothing to do with the uh, with the situation now with the academies, but it was a nice uh, nice uh, period to remember. Okay, I moved to the first uh, team at the age of 17. I played uh, some games there. I won the champion of uh, 2000, 2000, 2001. The cup on the 2000 against Tabuel that year. And... Actually, I left Omonia in 2004. Uh, so with, with Gabor, if I remember well, I think uh, we uh, we stayed together only for less than a year because I was on loan yeah. to another team that year. And I came back and I remember that uh, uh, Gabor, there are not, not a lot of persons there who who make company with him. So I started... Close again, close again, close again, close again. <clears throat> it was the beginning, right? After they, after they ah, said that you're a very nice person. <laughs> no, I am not. not. I don't, I don't of, sleep. <clears throat> that was the story in ammonia. <clears throat> Actually, just just to make the sorry, sorry, Roy, just to make the whole the whole story complete with Odysseus and us. Uh, and after the few years, <clears throat> Savetsky was the coach of Omonia and Savidis. And uh, Savetsky didn't speak English or very little. Let's just say he did, he did not speak English. And I was standing there with the boys and he was talking Greek. Obviously, his Greek is, is, is perfect. And one guy comes next to us, uh, behind me and start to whisper in English. I said, like, who the fuck is that? Why, why is that? It was not to say us. And <laughs> later I, I found out that Saleski taught him to go there and speak to him because <clears throat> back then nobody actually almost spoke English. He started to speak English and Saleski is saying this and this. I was okay, all right. I didn't really care what Saleski was saying, but okay, all right. And uh, our uh, friendship actually it's been on since then. So it's, uh, it's an interesting story. Have in mind that Saleski didn't say to me to come. He asked who wants to translate when I was <laughs> There is a small, a small detail of this huh, that you have to know. I, did, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, tell me, when, yes, actually spoke English. When you guys were together at the club, um, was there one 
footballer or one teammate who you believed was a liability, you know, always turned up late for training, you couldn't rely on, you know, that kind of person. There's always one guy, you know, when you're going to go out with your friends and they're always an hour late or they don't even show up, like humble. Is is there one person at the club who you felt, oh my god, I I can't go out with this guy? Yeah, but you want us to say a name now, seriously? Yeah, why not? Throw them under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can't remember, you can say because I I don't I don't remember very well. (laughs) No, to be no to be no to be honest. uh, And uh, jokes aside, uh, I think that Omonia squad with Marco Haber with uh, with the late uh, not late uh, don't don't misunderstand that but uh, almost retiring Raufman with a very very passionate and strong and uh, huge uh, intelligence uh, Kayafas and Teodosu and uh, Ilya the young Ilias I think uh, that Omonia had a, had an ama- amazing potential. We couldn't win the championship. We, we couldn't win anything in Europe. I mean, to qualify for something, but we had a very, very good squad with some great players and with great. Costa just came that year with me, Josef uh, Tomonia. I think we we could have win the championship just like that. It, if ah, sorry, Tony Savevsky, if we had the right uh, management, let's just say that, not coach. We had. I think we had a great squad. So, what about uh, the most skillful player? Was there a particular player that you could you, you saw? You thought, "Wow, he was just incredible." Paolo I think Rin- Kajafas, I, I think no. I think Kajafas could have played in any country in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what Hoffman told us as well. That's what that's what Guido told us. Guido Hoffman was saying Kajafas was Kajafas could have could have played any and in and in. Listen, he had the he had the he had the pace. He had the, he had the lung. He could run. He had the agility. He he was very intelligent. He wanted to learn. Uh, I don't know how much time we have because I'm taking too, uh, so much time to talk. But <clears throat> I give you an example. Kayapas was a was a hero. Was a god. Was everything. Also because of his father, God bless him, and also because he was a good player. <clears throat> and uh, in Spain there was one uh, habit uh, before the game, the night before the game. We always uh, had uh, rice with fried egg and some tomato sauce. And also, uh, bear in mind that when I went there, we started to play Europe. In Europe, so we played at 9.49 at night, uh, almost <laughs> 12 o'clock at night. And the whole day, the players were in Hilton, frappe, bed, <clears throat> sofas, whatever, talking, doing nothing. And I uh, had, uh, I, in Hilton, I, I asked for rice, and uh, fried egg and some tomatoes. So the whole squad was watching what, it, what the, this idiot is doing. Kayafas asked me, he was the only one who asked me, Re, uh, why are you eating that? And I told him this, this is what they're doing in Spain. And he asked me, why? I said, listen, I don't know. That's what they're eating. And I was the only player, <clears throat> not because, I don't want any glory about my head. I'm not saying because, that because of that. I was the only player who woke up and uh, we had the games usually on Wednesday because of Europe. And Wednesday morning I woke up and I went to the Garden of Hilton and I did 20 minutes of moving around just not to be lazy for the day. And Kayafas and all the others went for coffee and for breakfast, whatever. And they looked at me and Kayafas was the first player who asked me, why are you running? Why are you running in the garden? I said, we had a training last night. The whole day you are going to sit in the air conditioning in the hotel and whatever. Then you go out of the heat at 9.45. You think you are going to be ready for the game? Guys, in one month, 
the half of the team was in the garden nine, nine o'clock in the morning, just doing a little bit of warming up, 10, 15 minutes, and we went together to for breakfast. So, and I'm not saying because I, I, I was there. No, 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 no. I was in Spain. I was lucky enough to play in Spain one year, which was the, back then, it was the most professional country, let, we can say. And they wanted to learn, and Kayafas was the first one who wanted to do that. Uh, he was also the first one to kick the ball out of the highway if he was angry. That we know that we we know that Kayafas, and he was the first one who left the training and if if he was angry. <laughs> but the ability, what he had, uh, complexity-wise, he was the best player actually I played with, and I think he could have uh, uh, gained a lot more in the game, and he could have achieved a lot more in the game. Not inside, not in Greece, not in Greece, anywhere in Europe actually. Well, the no, is, Ruffman, would, eh? uh, something I want to say about this, about uh, Kayafas, I agree with Gabor. You know that if uh, Kayafas uh, uh, could leave uh, Cyprus and play somewhere else, <clears throat> I believe that he could also achieve much more because uh, he was not going to have the same uh, character uh, as he had in Cyprus. Yeah, because probably. Yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, because he was, uh, he felt, he felt he could do anything. In, uh, in Ammonia, if he, if he was going somewhere else to play, play in Europe, I believe that his talent could, uh, could uh, help him a lot to achieve and show much more uh, th- uh, things and better career. So what age do you think he should have left Cyprus if he had the opportunity? Because we talk about Johnny's being in yes. MLS, people talk about Loizu and then possibly Humbo, etc., etc. What age would you think he would have thrived or got you know, uh, evolved better, developed. Okay. Now, when somebody asks me about this, I say when you have the opportunity as soon yeah. as possible, in my opinion, uh, you have to go. This is my opinion. Because okay. uh, even in Cyprus, you know, some teams, uh, they do change a lot of things. They try to be much more professional, nothing to do about uh, the previous years. But uh, we are not uh, in the same level as the European teams. And especially the teams, for example, like uh, Belgium, Italy, England, uh, even in Greece also, or uh, some two other uh, teams. I think it's much better if you go in Germany. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen Garo go to Portugal. We've seen Leifis go to, to Belgium. Um, blimey, Sodiril's been everywhere, hasn't he? So and their development's done pretty well, but I think players like Loizo and Johnny is they're at the right age to really kick on and, and develop. Not that we want Loizo to leave. Don't get me wrong, I want him to stay as long as possible. But um, there will come a time when big clubs will be looking at him. They probably are now. So um, yeah, so tell, yeah, tell us about Ralph. Tell, tell us about yeah. Ralph, Philemon. Where's my other We don't really speak about Ralph too much, do we, Roy? About on this pod, we should really speak about him more. Yeah, so, I, I think we should try. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but do we need to? He scored 568 goals in, in two years. Huh? <laughs> I mean, that is... Well, uh, Raufmann is very easy. Yeah, what I was saying is, man did our, uh, our job in uh, the field uh, much more easy. Much easier. easier, yes. When you give him one good uh, uh, pass, one good ball, he knew that it was going to score. So he made no, the... actually, if, if, if no, actually, no. Sorry to correct you. If if you give him a bad ball, he also scored. No, you didn't need to give him yes. a good ball. <clears throat> amazing, and I 
I, he's a player that I, of course, I admire him a lot. I feel uh, uh, lucky that I play with him because I was with him since the day that he came to Cyprus. Uh, all this, it was a very good uh, a period. And actually, I have to, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I have to remember him very well because that's an also interesting story. I have a very nice story in, stories in, stories in Cyprus. The moment <clears throat> when he, he got injured, I was on the pitch. The moment when he got injured, which actually uh, finished his career, and the movement that he made for that ball, I gave the ball to him. So, uh, and he was shouting at me on the beach, hey, play there! And I played the ball be behind him. He had to move, he had to move back. And as he moved, his knee did the cracking. And that moment he left the pitch and then he never came back, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't say I ended his career because that's not true, but I was, uh, I had a part of him. But uh, listen. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I had a very good relationship. Yeah, exactly. And he was very he was a very nice guy. He told me before and also after that that you know what, you are a foreigner, you are a big leader, you have you can become somebody in ammonia, follow my steps, whatever. I, I went out with him. You don't really want to drink beer with him because you have no chance to win, but that's another story. Uh, but he's a very nice guy also. He is not, he's not, he was not easy on the pitch. Let's just say he was very, very difficult. I have to, I have to uh, give you one secret. Uh, we played in Wisla Krakow in Krakow in uh, 2004. Yeah, we, win the, we won the cup and we went to Krakow. We lost 5 2. And we, the second game in, in, in Brazil. Frankowski, yeah, I remember that game. Well, yeah, it was a very good team. And, uh, but anyway, it was 5 2, and, and we had a chance. If you score in, in Nicosia, you know, big, a lot of people, uh, a big hit, whatever, you have a chance. And it was 1 0 at uh, halftime. And Haber and, and, and Raufman had a fight of the century in the halftime in the dressing room. You know, they were screaming at, they were screaming at each other. In general, obviously, the whole the whole team was sitting on the, on the bench. Nobody opened his mouth. They were screaming at each other for like three, four minutes. Savetsky was watching them. He was saying that I don't know what's happening. I don't know when I can start to talk about the game. It was amazing. They were so competitive. They were they wanted to do anything but win. It was it was it was fantastic. I I heard that he was not an easy person on the pitch. But he was a great player, and he, I, I have the best memories of him. That's for sure. So, who yeah. do you think the best fighter at the club was? If you put them in an MMA octagon, who would win? Gabor. <laughs> yeah, I can say I was. I can say I was a. I was a proper fighter, so I, uh, I could have. I could have fought with everybody, but yeah, I don't know. That was a. That was a big. That was a very good squad. We could have win the championship. Not. Not that win a championship, but we could have won the championship very easily, fairly easily, and to play, do something in Europe. It's, it's a shame we didn't. It's a shame. Roy, one more thing before I, I let you say what you got to say, mate. When I was yeah. younger, much younger, um, I remember playing football with my cousin. He was a goalkeeper, and he always wanted to be Haridu. <clears throat> and as a goalkeeper that we don't really, again, don't, we know, we've got Fabi, you know, one of the best ever to play in Cyprus, but Haridu was, was fantastic, wasn't he, as a goalkeeper? Or to say it's your turn because I didn't really play with him. Yes. Okay, 
Haridu was not only a fantastic goalkeeper, he is a fantastic uh, person, a fantastic uh, personality. Even now that uh, sometimes that uh, we meet, when we see each other and we go to play with the veterans uh, players, um, uh, he was a he was a person that he really lives for Omonia. Uh, he never liked to to lose in the training in the game. Uh, he was so a man with passion. He was an amazing uh, uh, man. And he was a, a person that, uh, for example, because I went to the team uh, very young and I met him there, he was of the two, three persons that I believe that he gave the, the good example of how a, a champion, how a winner uh, should be. It was amazing. Yeah, I remember. I remember. As I said, Anip Shosmu, he was very Haridu, Haridu, Haridu. You know, every time we played football, he wanted to be Haridu. You know, I, I, I did the same. I did the same. When I was young and I, I was playing as a goalkeeper sometimes in the school or in the neighborhood, I did the same. I say, I am Haridu, I am Kandilo, I am Shurupas, Juriak. Wow. Korolovsky, I were not in the school. Korolovsky was there. There's, there's so many more things I'd like to ask, but it's been over an hour. Uh, and maybe we can try and do it again. But just before we go, I just want to ask, tell you a few more names because Gabo has nice stories to say. And, and the way he says the stories are really nice. But uh, I'd like to ask you about, uh, you know, Haber, Vesco, and... Uh, um, Bakufcise Paolo Ring to tell me a few words about them. Me or yeah, Of course. Hey, Both of you, me. just a few words, not, not you know, just. Uh... Uh, a few words is, is not my best uh, part, you can see that. Uh, <laughs> yes, okay, really Haber. <clears throat> shut up. Uh, Haber, uh, Odyssey, I can confirm that, that we used to go out, three of us, Odyssey, Haber, and me. We had a fantastic relationship with Marco. I have had a fantastic relationship with Marco. Maybe I had the best relationship with him when I was in Omonia. He was a fantastic player. He was a fantastic guy. He was a real German. I mean, he was a he was a motherfucker. He was he was a fighter. He 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 know how to play football. He was intelligent. He was everything. Vesco is different story. Vesco was uh, quite old when I when I got to Cyprus. Well, we know his 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 root. We know his blood. He we know his mentality. He was uh, he was a real fighter and he was also a motherfucker on the training. He could uh, fight <clears throat> over anything and everything with everybody. Best best fights between Vesco and Kayapas were, you know, uh, again, <clears throat> there are some stories to tell, but they were fantastic. Now with Paulo Rink, I didn't play. I marked him once with Olympiacos. He was a he was a very good player. He was way beyond Cypriot level, that we know that. Vakufcis, <clears throat> I would say no comment. Mm. Okay. I, I no love lost there. Huh? No, 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 no. Actually, I wouldn't say I, I, I wasn't very bad. Uh, we didn't have a bad relationship. I wouldn't say that. No, actually, we had a quite a good relationship. But uh, <clears throat> let's just say my, my, my star, my, my own self was going, was coming down in Ammonia that period, and I don't know why. Actually, because I just had a fantastic year before that. 
and he came to Cyprus, uh, he came to Ammonia, sorry. Oh, I understand that he was a big signing from Apoel, I get that. He was a, more like a, like a miracle and a goal for Ammonia than, than a player, and everything was around him. And uh, I don't think he deserved that, let's just say that. I definitely didn't deserve that, but he acted like one. He definitely acted and behaved like one. And uh, I don't know if you remember me, guys. I, I don't think I was, a, I, was a, I was an amazing player, but I don't think I was a bad player. But one thing for sure, I was a fighter, I was a worker, I was doing everything for my team, whatever I played. Well, <clears throat> he did not. He did, definitely did not. He was expecting everything on his feet. He was expecting everything because he was what he was. And uh, my, salary, my salary was just cutting down 40% in ammonia that year, 40, all right? And he was making 15 times more than I was. And, uh, you know, I didn't see the balance there. I, it's not his fault. I wouldn't say that. But I was, uh, I was very upset. That's why, actually, I left six months later. I was very upset with the situation, what happened there. It's not his fault. Again, I'm saying somebody let him do that or somebody was uh, okay with that. But he had nothing to do with the character of Esco or Kayafas or Haber or Raufman or Elias or, or Teodosu or, uh, or, 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 or myself. I, I, or, or Kosla, actually. Kosla was, was one of the most professional players I played in Cyprus, actually. No, this year? Yes. Also, another fantastic guy. Yes. Yours it was amazing, yes. Haber also. Uh, these <clears> two <throat> players, I can remember the best of them. Okay, uh, so basically you sort of answered the reason why you left Omonia. That's going to be my question before the last. And the last one, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about Adam Lang. Um, you know, uh, just tell yeah, us. Of course first, I know him, yes, yes. Uh, first, yes. we would like to know the reason you left Omonia. Because as you said, I think you... you okay, for us fans, we, we, we loved you and we were really disappointed when you went to Apollonas. But from what you're telling us now, the, there were deeper reasons behind you leaving the club as well. And what were the terms you left the club? And Twendy uh, would like you to tell us about uh, Adam Lang a few words. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't remember the name exactly. You remember that there was a Romanian coach came uh, after yes. Andone. 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 Yeah. 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 Andone. Yeah, now I don't know how he got his coaching license, but anyway, the point is that uh, he's he's Romanian. He was Romanian, and I don't know if you don't you know the history, guys, but we have a huge uh, past and history between Hungarians and Romanians. Okay. The moment, I mean, the moment he entered the club, I said I will have a huge problem. The moment I, I I never met him, but I had a huge problem, and I was injured then when he when he arrived. But I was getting I was getting out. I was getting ready to to train at least with the team. And <laughs> he said I was not fit. And every single day, every single train, after every single training, he made me run 20 minutes alone on the pitch. Every single day. And for six games, I was doing like a, like a dog. I was working very hard. He did not give me one minute for six weeks. And bear in mind, if you remember that, before that, I was a basic quite an important player in the, in the first 11 and he did not he did not give me one minute not one one and every monday he came to me he hugged me so called hugged me and he told me you know what 
work very hard. I see you, you're a professional. Just, you know, because of your injury, but I said, coach, I'm not injured for like more than a month. I could play 10 minutes, 15, whatever. Yeah, okay, your time will come. Don't worry, just work more. Training finishes, Gabor, go alone. And I ran up and down 20 minutes alone, alone in Ilias Pulos. And there was a, and <clears throat> he did what he, what I, what I swore to myself that I will never do. He did the first 11. He took them to one side of the pitch and he didn't give a shit about the rest of them. And I was one of the rest. It's not because of me. Others were also there. And there was sometimes that, you know what, I was almost crying that, you know what, he didn't, he doesn't even turn to us that, you know, to say hello or to wave to us. He had the first 11 from Monday to Friday. And you knew that you don't have a chance to play on Saturday because he's training the first 11. Okay, full stop. That's it. And uh, I, I was also like, I had a, I had a temper uh, on the training. And once we had a fight, well, the last few days we had a fight. But because I, I mentioned that, you know what, coach, just, you know, give me the ball at least or just say hi or whatever that, you know, also we are here, some of us. And we had a fight. And then uh, unfortunate thing happened. Gabor Zawadzki died in, uh, in, in Apollonas, if you remember that. Uh, God rest his soul. And, uh, and uh, all the Hungarians that we were there in Cyprus then, many of us, 10 or 15 of us, we had a, we had a game in, 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 in Limassol. And we played there with the national, Hungarian national. And Ferenc Arush came there and we played with, against Apollo. And I played there with the Hungarian guys. And Ben Stange, the German coach in Apollonas then, so was to play. <clears throat> and he approached me after the game. We went for dinner and he approached me. He said, you know what, I want, to I want you to come to Apollonas. Why you don't play in Ammonia? I said, I don't know why I don't play. The coach doesn't want me, so and so. And he came to us and Mr. Freddy, the president of, uh, of uh, director president of the Apollonas came to me, came to us. And Ben Stange hung the... Uh, me and he said, Mr. Freddy, I want this player to come to Apollonas now. But if not, in the summer, because if you remember, Apollonas were, were fighting in the, for the championship then. Actually, we won that uh, later in that year. And uh, two days, three days, they were calling my, my agent, who was Kirzis then, the president of Apollonas. They were calling him, you know what, we want Gabor, we want Gabor, we want Gabor. And I called Mr. Serafim and he told me, no, you don't go anywhere. And I said, but Mr. President, I, I understand that. No, no, you know, I like your game. I, you know, I like you as a person. I like your player. <clears throat> you know, I don't let you to go to from Ammonia. But I said, listen, my contract is finishing in the summer. Not, you have not offered me anything yet. I understand that. I accept. But let me make some money. Let me, let me do my, my career. No, no, you know, that, you know that I will not leave you alone. But I said, you know what? I'm one of the best players in Ammonia for the last two years. One of the best or most important. I'm not, I'm not okay with that you're not leaving me alone. Give me a good contract, but you cannot give me a contract because I'm not playing right now. I understand that, but let me go. No, no, end of discussion. And he closed the phone. So I understand his, uh, his policy and his way of thinking. He was correct, but I was crying. I was crying and I called him twice or three times the next few days. And he said, okay, all right, let's talk. And I sat down. I told him I want to go to Apollonas because that's, that's you know, unbearable what's happening here. And he was correct enough and he, he let me go. My terms were, were were fantastic with him. I'm sure he's not happy with him with me when he is when he hears my my name. But uh, I was very upset because I really wanted to have a nice career in Ammonia because I was ready to do that. I was never going to leave Ammonia. I loved to play there. Uh, but coaches usually, you know, change your destiny. And about Adam Lang, listen, I I follow his path at some point in Ammonia. I know he's loved. He's uh, I think he's a good player. 
his 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 uh, role in the national national team is 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 unquestionable or or or, or very important. <clears throat> I hope he's doing well. I'm very happy that we have Hungarian roots in in Omonia. Uh, I'm very jealous because I wanted to have the best uh, uh, root or the best memory. The people has the best memory about me, but that's how life is. I hope he's happy. And since Leo is also one of us uh, is working with me, we talk a lot many times about Omonia. We have good memories, and uh, actually, I hope that some Hungarians will keep come to Omonia. And actually, I hope that maybe even me, uh, I can come to Omonia one day, not as a fan and not to watch the game, but maybe something something else. Yeah, we we wish the same uh, as well. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll close it with uh, a message to the Omonia fans of Isea and Gabor. And I'm minimas from Gosmondis Omonias before we close it. And thank you for your time here. Okay, well, I want to say that the fans of Omonia are amazing. Uh, of course, I wish them uh, the best. But I also wish uh, the best to my new team that I have now. But uh, since Omonia has the fans that uh, that uh, they all already have, yeah, you know that they have the 12th player always by their uh, side. And it's very, very important thing. And you see that people is always there. And this is very good for Omonia to have uh, fans like uh, this. Yeah, actually, I can say the same. I, I, I had a I had a fantastic relationship with them. The one thing I always admire that they love the effort. If they see that you can try, and if you want to try, and if you're fighting, they they might <clears throat> forgive you for anything. I had a, personally, I had a very good relationship with some. And listen, I'm still singing in the in the shower, or the dressing room that Laos Ole. So I, 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 and it's true actually. So I, I had a fantastic. Change a lot of, change a lot of things also, Re. Do Do you know any Hungarian songs, Re? No, I don't. So shut up then. At least I know one. I, I, I know a few. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. So uh, <clears throat> they are fantastic. I always ask them for uh, for having a little bit more patience. But they said patient is not none of our virtue, so uh, they were not patient. But they are fantastic; they are amazing. I had amazing moments entering the pitch and uh, derbies against Apoel, upon us. Uh, and Orthodox, they were full; they were fighting; they were shouting. They were not the best people when we were we lost three uh, zero in Macariu uh, or or some other in some other play games. But. They are fantastic and I wish them the best, wish them the best uh, to be part of the team. And I hope that one day I can have the same uh, experience with them in Cyprus. Lovely. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. It's been fantastic. The stories, you know, your your memories, especially with your, your coaching path. And we wish you both the best and we hope we can do this again sometime. It's been It's been brilliant. Thank you. Yes. Anytime, anytime, guys. The only only thing I would ask you is to have a have a guy who speaks better English next to me because uh, I love my <laughs> friend, but he, 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 his his English must be improved a little bit. Double, don't worry. People keep asking Roy to have someone with better Greek next to him, so <laughs> <laughs> and better eyesight. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, 
Absolutely. Thank you Absolutely. very, very much. It was uh, it was great. Like I said, we could have we spoken for an hour and a half. We could have spoken for another two, three hours. Longer, yeah. I'm sure about that. But uh, we can probably do it again. Uh, thanks for your time. And Pameshilakam. Uh, like, subscribe, tell <laughs> your nunna. Don't forget to like this. Tell your nunna. <laughs> yeah, like, 